Hello, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Nicole Fuller. And I'm Alma Rico. And today we will be sharing what we individually did for our service learning. So I will start with that. So I'm just going to do an overview first. Ever since this quarter has started, there's been this pandemic that we are currently in called COVID-19. This has affected everyone's daily daily living and in this class we were able to do something helpful for our community. So I am so grateful that my dad works for a nursery network and they allowed me to volunteer with them. So a little bit about nursery network. Um, it is a food bank that provides food to more than a hundred nonprofit organization programs to distribute their clients in need. Um, okay. Yeah, so Nursery Network member agencies include food pantries, kitchens, shelters, and snack programs, low-income families. Awesome. So, um, I'm sorry. So what is one of the roles that you did volunteering at the Nourishing Network? Yeah, of course. Yeah, when I was volunteering, I was amazed by how many people were helping and how they were all located around Linwood and Edmonds District. Um, I was located at this church called um, Meadowdale Community Church. And how it worked was there is a team with approximately four people per site and everyone had their own role. Um, Also just FYI, we were outside the whole time while doing this. So when I arrived at the site, there was food already pre-packaged so we didn't have to do any of that but we need to know um, what was being served so we could tell the families what they're receiving Mm -hmm. and with every um, food meal that went out it would come with a side with two milks one white milk and one chocolate milk Um, they even had soy for anyone who prefers that then my role personally was to keep count of how many meals went out. So the families would drive up and form a line in their cars and someone would wait at the front to ask how many meals the family needed and yelled it out to the rest of us so we could get it all ready to give. Um, Overall, it was a great experience because I got to see people from our community, whether it was um, volunteers and how they, they just glowed and rejoiced being able to help or if it was just the families driving up and how they were always so positive. Right. So that, yeah, so that's a little bit of my service learning. Um, how about you? Um, so for me, I did basically, it wasn't as um, community service based as I wanted it to be. Um, I had a lot of people that didn't really reply to my um to me reaching out so we can um so i can volunteer for them but mm-hmm. i decided to basically just mow the lawn it's like this um pretty big sidewalk um walkway thing around my neighborhood so i noticed that with the pande- pandemic that you mentioned um everyone was pretty much being home and i noticed that a lot more people were walking their dogs and that's something that i do every single day yeah um and i know that with this thing that's never happened to us before um they kind of 
a lot of people started walking around with their dogs and I I noticed that the grass was like overgrown and like it wasn't really kept up and so I thought of maybe like mowing the lawn around my neighborhood so the people that went to walk their dogs or people that just wanted to do something besides just be at home um, have like a nice place to look at so that's what I did Um, and and I thought about it because I was just kind of like in that quarantine mode where I thought well what what should I do and so then I was like maybe I could do this and it benefited me for sure but I think that the people that I noticed that a lot of people a lot more people were also um like walking after I I like mowed the lawn and made it look well, that's nicer. great yeah so it was fun to see how like people were actually using what I did more yeah um, so you took it upon yourself to do something just for like your community right right and then because it helped me because it was like a community service but not really like in an organization like you you know yeah which is still really great that just means you took it upon yourself and you just came up with something that Mm -hmm. would benefit people and that's really great to hear yeah and then i also when i talked to our instructor um she gave me an idea to like maybe because i mentioned to her that um a lot of people like weren't picking up after their dogs and that's Mm. something that i had an issue with because i was like really like we live in this neighborhood (laughs) um we're trying to keep it nice so yeah i thought of um putting like a little container with a bunch of um just like i used a bunch of old um like plastic bags from like the stores and stuff and i put a little container like towards the middle of the neighborhood so that way that when people were walking their dogs like they would kind of get the idea like oh hey let's pick this up so have you uh sorry but have you seen that improve yeah i definitely did because um when i first filled the container it was kind of like it was at the top i filled it with a bunch of bags and then recently that i was like today for example i went to check and it was it was getting like at the bottom of the container when i first um filled it up so yeah so i'm hoping that either i'll just do it again if no one ever fills it up but i'm hoping that people will slowly like start picking up on the idea like oh hey on their own yeah it's like a community-based um thing you know yeah so that's what i did has anyone noticed that it was you taking care of it or are you kind of just doing it on your own? You're just on your own time. You don't want to draw too much attention to it. I At first, I didn't want to draw too much attention because it was something that I wanted to do personally. Like no one told me to do it. Exactly. Um, I did notice that like when people, when I was mowing the lawn, people were like waving at me and like smiling. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of like, oh, nice. Like someone's someone cares enough to like have a nice decent place to walk at you know so I noticed that for sure and it felt nice um (laughs) having neighbors like wave at me and like appreciating the fact that I was doing that for for our community well it's it's great to hear that you did that for your personal neighborhood because that means you guys are basically building a foundation of how you guys should all act in this neighborhood and Mm -hmm how you guys should work together and be in this nice area and for me I work more for just people all around the community but you really made investment for people just right with you and more um 
like I, I want to say like one to one but where they just really know that you're benefiting them mm-hmm. so it's more personal and I really like that about what you did I do have a question about your project because yeah I, I know that this was all taken um effect when everything was shut down and everyone was like enforcing the social distancing so how did that how did that affect your your um volunteering like did you have to take extra precautions or yeah yeah there were there were a lot of precautions so first we we just had to be outside we couldn't do anything inside where people would just come inside you know Mm -hmm. um and so since i volunteered where we would serve actually approximately around 100 people each day oh wow um it's not that many vehicles but like that many members that are you know in the one vehicle or something and so uh there were only four volunteers three to four volunteers at each location so it wasn't too many people in one place and we all had to wear masks and gloves the entire time and we tried to keep our distance and we made sure we felt healthy before arriving and that we were thinking of others so that wasn't just like oh I'm going to volunteer even though I am not feeling very good you know it's like you want to make sure you're healthy before you actually help others right right and I guess I was wondering too I know that your dad um works for this organization but how have like when there was other things besides the pandemic going on was this nourishing network pretty popular um, yeah within, within the community yeah it was just it was held very differently so okay. the meals used to be passed out at schools so it's for students oh okay mm-hmm. and so what we're doing now is very different because now they have to come to our sites and mm-hmm. we're giving it to like it's for still for the kids but it's like any kids that they have per the family it's not like just the ones at school per se and so it was it was very popular it was just very different it wasn't as like noticeable i would say Mm -hmm. um because now people are seeing people line up near this church and they're wondering what's happening usually it's just on the you know down low where they um just get it at school and it's not like they gather to get it at school it's kind of like a program that they're involved in and so they just like get it in like the office and so mm-hmm. it's oh, not okay yeah I I kind of know what you're talking about because my little sister's school was kind of doing the same thing it was kind of like um lunches hot meals for for the students and basically it was like whoever needed them the the school set out like times and days that they were handing out food and that's when like people would go so I'm I'm wondering if that was probably something similar that your Um, organization was doing it's similar it's a little different so um you know the students that need um either free or reduced breakfast and lunch Mm -hmm. um those are usually the families that we gear towards Okay. It's the ones that usually are low income. They don't really get to eat on the weekends at all. And so what Nursing Network does is they actually used to just do like the weekends because oh. students couldn't eat on the weekends. All right. So now they're having to take over every meal of the week. 
which is a big change. It, you know, it used to just be uh, still a lot. Right. Was the weekends, um, they would do meals once in a while where it was like a bigger thing. Um, but now they're having to provide every day. Okay. Awesome. All right. So then um, do you want to jump into how it connects to bioanthropology? Or is there anything else you'd like to add before that? Um, no, but I do have someone to interview. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's actually, it is my father named Tame Fuller. And he works for Nourishing Network. And so we're going to interview him. And we'll be right back and dive deeper into Nourishing Network. Perfect. Hi, Tame. Thank you for joining us. Uh, first, could you introduce yourself and what you do for a living? Yeah. Hi, Nicole. I'm Tame Fuller. I get to be the um, uh, director of programs for an organization uh, called the Nourishing Network, which is part of the foundation for the Edmonds School District. So what is the goal slash purpose of Nourishing Network? Yeah, the Edmonds School District asked us to develop Nourishing Network in order to uh, we started out just to feed uh, students that weren't eating on the weekend. Uh, we have a lot of um, technically homeless students in the school district, and uh, they were getting free breakfast and lunch uh, at their school campus during the week, but they weren't eating on the weekend. And so we started to take care of that program. It has grown from that to have a, a, a much larger array of programs, basically that feed and help um, high-need students and their families. Great. So what motiv motivated you personally to work for this organization? Yeah, several things. Uh, one, I love being involved with things that help other people. Uh, I love getting to uh, connect uh, people that are very generous with their time and their resource and everything to those who genuinely need uh, those. And so it's great to get to be... Uh, a conduit of the kindness and generosity of people. So that's one motivator. Another is it's right in our community uh, where uh, I live, where we live. And so it's great to be able to uh, help people in need in your immediate uh, community. And uh, plus, I just care about the, the students and their families. Perfect. So just to clarify, with these meals, who are you serving and how does it benefit them? Yeah. So we serve a, a variety of different uh, families and students, um, but our, our concentrated effort is on uh, students that are part of what's called the McKinney-Vento um, Act, and the students that benefit from that. Those students I mentioned before are technically homeless, and uh, I say technically because it doesn't mean they're unsheltered uh, or, uh, you know, living in the woods or anything like that. Um, but for whatever reason, their family doesn't have their own housing. And so they may be uh, staying at a relative's house. They may be in a hotel. They may be just in a variety of different uh, circumstances. And so 
those students are, you know, live in very, very unstable circumstances in that they bounce from location to location. And um, so that's who we're taking care of is, is typically those students and their families. Thank you. So just to know, how does Nourishing Network raise funds to provide the meals for those in need? So we have a lot of different partners uh, throughout the community. And when I say the community, it's not just Edmonds, even though it's uh, Edmonds School District. It's Edmonds, Linwood, Montlake Terrace, uh, Briar, part of Unincorporated Bothell, and so on. The, the school district is very large. Um, so we raise uh, funds and food and, uh, and uh, volunteers, everything, from uh, a wide array of network partners. So we have a lot of uh, faith community partners. Uh, we partner actively with about 48 different uh, churches in our area. Uh, then we also have a lot of business partners. Um, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but we have a, uh, just an array of different business partners, everything from gyms to banks to uh, just a lot of different private enterprises. Uh, then we also have partners with the municipalities. So we'll work with the city of Linwood, we work with the city of Montlake Terrace and Edmonds and so on. Um, and then we have uh, just individuals that partner with us as well. And also other types of civic organizations like scouts and, and various groups like that. And so all of these folks are uh, partner with us in different ways and they'll supply different things. Uh, some of them have uh, funds uh, that they want to donate. And so we raise funds just through our partnerships with them. And then uh, others uh, will provide food for us. Others provide people power to get things done. Um, also, too, we have two big fundraising events that we do every year. Uh, one of them is a 5K that we do in the fall, and uh, we raise a significant amount of funds from that. And then we also have an annual uh, breakfast and lunch that we do in the spring. And those are big uh, gala events and so on. And we raise quite a bit of support uh, at those events. Thank you. It's good to know more detail about Nourishing Network. So, but with this pandemic happening, how have you and your people you're working with adapted to the new environment? Yeah, we've had to be willing and uh, flexible and uh, to change really quick, actually. Um, so, for example, uh, we used to distribute, uh, you know, a couple hundred plus um, to a couple hundred plus students weekend meals every week. Uh, that number is, is up significantly now. And we used to, though, distribute them through the schools. So we would um, deliver meals out to about 25 different schools. Well, now we have to deliver those meals to where the people are actually staying. And so uh, we're delivering now 300 meals a week, but we have to deliver it uh, to wherever uh, these individuals are staying. And, and so that's down in Seattle, that's up in Everett, that's uh, all around. So it takes a lot more uh, volunteers and uh, people to help us deliver all that. Uh, also too, we are helping the school district with their um, distribution that they're doing uh, five days a week uh, for breakfast and lunch items. And so we are supervising uh, four sites ourselves but we, we help them and assist them with other sites. Um, also, so that's different for us. Uh, also, we have um, one of the other programs that we have is a pop-up pantry program. So at six different schools around the district, uh, we provide um, 
pop-up pantries where families can come and pick up fresh produce and household items and uh, just an array of things to help get them through the month. Well, ever since the pandemic started, we have to do that on a drive-up basis, and now we're serving 260 families uh, every month that way, which is significantly more than we were doing uh, before. Uh, additionally, we a lot of people, uh, families for whatever reason, illness or what have you, can't get to anything. So they can't get to the sites where the daily meals are being distributed. They can't get to the pop-up pantries, that kind of thing. And so for those families, we are actually putting together pantry kits as if they had come to one of the pop-up pantries. And then we are delivering those out to uh, their residences. And so that can be up to 30 uh, or so households a week uh, additionally that we're doing. So we've had a really, really a large increase in demand. It's required a lot of flexibility. Uh, we've tried some things that um, you know, didn't work right away, and so we've had to adjust and you know, come at it from make different approaches and so on. But uh, yeah, so it's had quite an impact. It's radically changed and increased uh, what we're doing. Wow, that's so great to hear what you've done with the community. Um, so did you have to recruit more volunteers during this time to accomplish the demand? Yeah, quite a bit more, uh, maybe even two or three times as many as uh, normal volunteers. Um, our, our pantry, uh, you know, the amount of food that's going through our pantry right now is is, is increased so dramatically that uh, we, we have three pantries on one of our school campuses, but we've had to take over their entire commons area, their entire lunchroom space, uh, just to handle the volume of food that's going through. And so we have to have volunteers that uh, inventory all of that. We've gone from, uh, you know, one or two partners to help us distribute food every week to uh, dozens of partners helping us distribute food every week. So, yeah, the demand is much, much higher. And uh, thankfully, people have been eager to volunteer. I mean, people have recognized that the need out in the community is, is really great. And so... Uh, you know, it has been uh, a blessing, really, uh, to have people calling me and calling us just asking, how can we help? What can we do? Uh, you know, and so uh, largely I get to just plug them in. I don't have to go hunt real hard to find people right now. So that, that's great. That's great to hear that people are willing to help out. And so lastly, I just want to know how you personally are doing at work during these times, your physical health and your mental health. Yeah, well, there is a lot more demand uh, on my time, and uh, so that's, that's less time uh, to do some things like um, invest in physical fitness and so on. So my exercise habits have, uh, have really taken a hit through all of this. Uh, I was uh, pretty active in a local gym, one of our partners actually, and um, you know that has really come to a grinding halt, and so uh, that, that's... Um, you know, I hope as we level out here and things, you know, even as we've adjusted to a heightened uh, new normal, I hope I can get in enough of a rhythm uh, with it to, you know, get back on track on exercising regularly. So that, that's uh, gone down. And then two, I wasn't able to uh, sit down for meals, uh, you know, particularly during the first 
um, uh, six, seven weeks of the crisis. And so I, I find myself, have found myself having to grab, uh, you know, some fast food or something while I was out. So that, that uh, negatively impacted as well. And then uh, just with the rapid changes and the adjustments and so on, uh, particularly in the early parts of it, it's, it's a little, it's stabilized now. Um, you know, sleep was sometimes kind of uh, difficult to come by because you think of things in the middle of the night that you've got to uh, do to make sure that everything happens like it's supposed to and so on. And so, yeah, the sleep deprivation and kind of lack of exercise and stuff, uh, you know, took a hit on my physical um, well-being probably. Uh, Mentally, I I think I'm doing fine, but... um, you know, I do notice I'm a little forgetful, and so just from the, the lack of sleep and um, occasionally, like I said, it's leveled off a little bit, but uh, mentally, uh, it's just a real blessing to be a part of it. It is, uh, it's, it, it really is wonderful. You know, I tell people overall with my job, I have kind of a love-hate relationship with my job. That is, I hate uh, how difficult uh, situations are for some of the families that we help and some of the students we help and so on. But I love seeing how the community steps up and steps in to help those families and support those families. And so I, I really enjoy getting connect uh, people who are just eager to help and want to help uh, with those who need the help. And so, um, so mentally, it's a joy. It's good. Uh, but I admit to a little fatigue. Thank you so much, Tame, for joining us. And I'm glad to hear that you are doing well mentally and you're doing everything positive during this time. Um, thank you so much for joining us yeah. and hope you have a great day. Thank you. Thank you very much. I hope you guys' uh, project goes well. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so thank you so much, Thane, for um, speaking with us today. Um, for the next part of our podcast, we're going to go in deeper with um, our service learning and how it correlates with the bioanthropology. bioanthropology. Um, I can go ahead and start off. Um, one thing that I did notice is that with our volunteering is that your more about human interaction whereas mine was more physically demanding because I was just basically mowing lawn. Exactly, I had the same thought. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so um, that's something that right off the bat we can tell the major difference in this. Um, You also like had way more communication with humans and I basically didn't. I was just kind of on my own with my headphones listening to music. Mm -hmm. Um Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Yeah, so I noticed the same thing. I said um, how I was interacting with humans. I wasn't doing as much labor as you were doing. I was more so just standing. (laughs) And I liked how you were, you know, you were doing physical labor and you had to like figure out on your own, you know, you just decided to do this. And I joined an organization. So there's that difference. Um, And I liked how, like, 
if you think about it, bioanthropology works in our daily lives. Right. I mean, yeah, it's like it is about biological and behavioral aspects of human beings, and that's what we do every day. Yeah. So that was like one of those that's like perfect because that's how we described. Um, sorry. Um, yes. <laughs> You're fine. So, what is one thing that when in your service learning that really stood out that connects with bioanthropology? Um, one thing that stood out to me was um, I was reading the cognitive niche. I might be saying it wrong. Niche. Niche. Um, by okay. Alfred, <laughs> Alfred Russell Wallace. And um, he basically gives two hypotheses. And the first one that I was reading that related to my project, I thought, was that the humans possess an ability of metaphorical abstraction, which allows them to group faculties that originally evolved for physical problem solving and social coordination. So I took my service learning into that because it was something that I thought of and yeah and it was like something like a physical problem solving because i i managed to like turn on the the mo the molar and um kind of like do the patterns that we're supposed to do when we mow the lawn so that was something that i tied it into yeah because you had to you know be physical to you know grasp it to push it you have to be healthy you know right Mm -hmm. you have to be able to physically be able to do the job right and one thing for me that stood out Mm -hmm. no you're fine one thing that stood out for me was like the fact that we've we humans have evolved a lot to this day and we're not gonna stop evolving no nothing is right and um one of our main characteristics that helps us with many things is our opposable thumbs Oh, right. And yep. so, yeah. And so, um, and the human hand is so unique because of that. Um, our thumbs are longer than like other primates, making it easier for us to firmly grasp or manipulate things. And it reminded me that during my service learning, I had to use my thumbs the whole time because I had to hold a pen in my hand and mark down each time the meal was handed out. Yeah. And I think the fact that we're bipedal um, allows us to do a simple task such as like handing food to another person or exactly. mowing the lawn, which like if it was like a chimp, he would probably figure it out, but it'd probably be more hard. <laughs> Take a lot him. longer. Yeah. And then that's where we have like that. Um, we like are more evolved in that sense. Yeah, it's definitely a benefit for humans because we're able to stand up mm-hmm. and use our hands freely to do other things. Right. And so we could do, you know, we could walk, we could hand things out, um, we could talk, we have good communication between humans, whether you know them or not. Mm-hmm. And like other primates, other animals in general. Um, I mean, they all have communication, but they they usually stick with, like, their families or groups. And, like, when another group comes by, even if it's the same species, they usually 
seem frightful threatened and they might even like attack one another you know yeah and for us humans like yes we fight Mm -hmm. um but we are able to use our words to figure things out we're more civilized in that Uh sense too Um, yes one, one thing that i can add to that as well is that like you said i was just standing there but that's like part of like being human that our foot is specialized for like weight bearing and then our arch acts as like a shock observing allowing us to move back and forth and for you like you said just standing there yeah and um that is something that we again are like way more evolved and makes it easier for us to do simple tasks such as standing or just like mowing the lawn going back and forth yeah so i mean you don't really think about standing being impressive you know but being able to stand for long periods of time is actually a great um, um, thing that we have for ourselves, you know? Right. And so, um, yeah, and I really, for my um, community service that I did, mm-hmm. working with Nourishing Network, I had to communicate a lot. Right. So I had to work with people that I've never seen before mm-hmm. and there was no getting to know each other. It was just as soon as you get there, you start working. And so we had to be able to like be in sync with each other to yeah. get the job done. And so with our voices, we were able to do just that is work with others that we don't even know that we don't know if we trust them we don't know what they do what their name is nothing all we know is that we communicate with them and we're here to do the same thing and so we will work together yeah and then you were civil whereas like you mentioned like other species would like for example like dogs when like another male is there they kind of act more like aggressive or Mm -hmm. try to show more like sense of like um dominance dominance and like for us humans we can just simply walk up to a stranger and either have a good conversation or like you know depending on the person yeah um we determine how we act or you know in front of other people and that's something that not other species can do because if you're a lion and you try to do that then they're probably just gonna fight and yes yeah so yeah that that's one thing that really stood out for my service learning because I really did have to work alongside people that I literally have no idea all different ages so that was with me uh you worked by yourself though Mm -hmm. um so you kind of no one told you what to do so you kind of had to figure things out on your own yeah and so like I'm assuming you've mowed a lawn before this probably I actually haven't so this was like (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So this is one of those firsts where I kind of, I like told my dad, I do this, right? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I just, did. so I did have a little bit of like. That's that's good yeah. actually. Because that yeah. means you learned something <laughs> and then you did it. You applied right. it. Exactly. And that's also a great thing. I mean, primates and other animals are super, super smart. Yeah. And they're able to figure things out. Like a lot of primates, um, develop faster if that makes sense right they do and we develop slower but 
we're also still able to pick up things that we've never done before and learn how to do it and then apply it to life. Yeah. And so that's what you did. And you, you actually, you know, did it and you worked for your community. Yeah. Thanks for summarizing my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that's great. No, yeah. Just saying out loud what I feel. Yes. That's awesome. Um, I also wanted to add, um, I did come when I was doing my research, um, I did see like this quote that stood out to me. Yeah. And I will read it. It says, humans cooperate with other humans. They trade goods, favors, and know-hows. So once, going back to my service learning, once the neighbors see others, other people like help and mow the lawn or add more plastic bags to the little container, Yeah, I think that they'll adapt to that and they'll say, okay, maybe next time I'll do this, you know, and kind yeah. of act as like a, more just, of a routine kind of know right. what they're doing. Yeah. And then going back to your service learning, again, humans are cooperating with other humans that are trading, for example, foods to other people. So it's just like a lot of what I learned this quarter was that like a lot of human interaction comes within like the way that we are without even thinking about it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, for sure, because it's like, humans disagree all the time and argue but it doesn't mean we can't work with someone that we necessarily disagree with um but like i said earlier other species of animals they if they see another one of their own species that they are not used to they've never seen mm-hmm. they they don't work it out you know they just right. usually either turn away or fight each other and so yeah definitely for sure what is something that you enjoyed while volunteering for your service learning oh yeah so i just loved seeing that these people you know the volunteers just coming together really being happy with what they're doing Mm -hmm. um they weren't so like dreadful to like have to serve other people they you know they were happy to help these other people And I was also um, happy to see how positive the families were when they did drive up because they didn't look ashamed. They didn't look worn out. They looked Mm -hmm. positive. They were very thankful for the meals. So I guess that I really, my favorite part was enjoying the interaction and how everyone was acting and reacting. That's good. How about you? Um, I think that for me, it was more about like, you know, we don't really talk about mental health, but people are going through like mental health issues in their own world. And for me to do simple tasks, just that, like making it something look nicer, I know for sure helped me my mental health. And like, I forgot about other problems that I had in my life. And I thought about the walk and about the fact that it's clean. I don't know, I guess I'm a little OCD, but you're fine no it's like it's like when you clean your room you just feel so much better exactly so that was for me that was my favorite part is that like I I also saw more people walking after I like cleaned up and like added those baggy containers and that was something that made me happy because it made it feel like I made a difference you did and I don't know that's just something that was fun for me to do yeah and that's that's so great I mean 
it's great to help people out and see the positivity out of it. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have any more to add on to this? Um, I think that I that's all that I have on my part. What about that's, you? That is all I have too. Okay. So I think we're gonna conclude this. And so, thank you everyone for listening. Thank and you. And I'll talk to you later, Alma. Okay. Awesome. Thank you Bye. for listening. Bye bye.